Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark, and there's Charles W. Chuck Bryant, and there's Jerry over there eating God knows what for lunch. And this is Stuff You Should Know, the Jerry's Lunch Edition. About ASMR. That's the edition that everyone loves. It is. The best. Oh, yes. You're doing so good, Chuck. <laughs> I'm sure zero people <laughs> had an ASMR experience just now. Well, let's, I mean, I need to know. Do you? No. Do you get the tingles? No. I don't either. I, I don't even think I could put myself in that position where I'd be like, like, stop, stop touching the camera that's supposed to be my face. I'm not comfortable. I, I, I watched a bunch of these just to see, you know, you have to dive in head first. Sure. And really get a sense. Right. And uh, I had a hard time sitting there for too long even i, like I might have the opposite e- effect right on yes me. yes there's a very good question I that like, i wrote I at can't. the end why not be freaked <laughs> out by this why do the exact opposite and enter a euphoric meditative state it, it's yeah. a very bizarre really interesting thing and not bizarre in any kind of weird like look at these weirdos i want to poke them in the in the neck kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's more like a, it's a genuinely, legitimately bizarre. And if we can figure it out, it'll unlock a whole other corridor to yeah. the brain that we didn't really know existed. Yeah. So in true stuff, you should know fashion. Mm-hmm. A lot of you have no idea what we're talking about. Um, ASMR stands for uh, autonomous. Is that how you say it? I went with autonomous. Autonomous? I think so. I, I think you're probably right. Autonomous sensory Meridian response, which and, sounds very clinical. Yeah, and we'll 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 get to that in oh, a sec. Oh, okay, but uh, what I just said everybody. I think everyone needs to know what it is. Yeah, uh, and what it is is <laughs> uh, generally uh-huh. a video that you will watch online. Okay. Although it's really just sounds, but the way or, they present or, themselves these days are audio clips and and video clips. It's and it's not just sounds. It's it's also closeness is a big part of it too. Uh, okay. But it's, it's a sound, it's a response to sounds that some people get and some people don't. Um, a tingling sensation in the head moves down the neck. Uh, some people call it like a tickle. Some people call it like a a head orgasm or brain orgasm. Yeah, like a tickle in your skull. Yeah. So, and that is triggered by hearing certain sounds like whispering voices or seeing repetitive motions is another one too. Yeah, but I th- I get th- for my research I found that it was mostly sound and that the visual component is just by virtue of the fact that a lot of these are on YouTube. Is that so I got that from that too, but I also saw that in one of these um surveys it said that slow movements yeah um accounted for a triggering for 53% of the participants. So yeah. I mean, it seems significant. But I, I get what you're saying. Like, it does seem like the sounds are far and away like the crux of the whole thing. Yeah, and they're all different kinds of sounds. Like, the best way to really it, – it's hard to describe is to really just go listen to one real quick. Yeah. Um, it, it always includes a whispering. And I think that's my biggest turnoff. A lot of the other sounds are fine and mm-hmm. pleasing mm-hmm. to me. They don't give me the tingle. Sure. But they're relaxing, but I don't like someone whispering in my ear. I don't like that. Well, that I've, is— I've determined that. That is basically what you're going to get with ASMR videos is somebody whispering in what seems like your ear. Yeah, I have personal triggers for that. 
from my childhood, I think. Pleasant ones? No, unpleasant. Oh, which I is you. why I'd have an aversion to it now. So I might be an like outlier. Your parents going like, you're in so much trouble, right? <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about it. But it's, oh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I think I might be an outlier. I don't know. No, but I, mean, I definitely I, don't get the tingles. I don't get the tingles either. No. And it's not, I don't want to say like it's a ingrained, well, it's not a huge aversion to it, but I'm not like, I don't like it. I'm not big into it. How about that? When I was watching and that lady was whispering mm-hmm. too much, I literally had to rip the earbuds out of my ears. Oh, wow. That's a real aversion. Yeah. But some of the sounds, like the tinking of a glass yeah. or- That's another one. Stuff like that was okay. It was specifically the whispering that oh. doesn't uh, jibe with my ears. Understood. Yeah. So if you're if you're still kind of sitting there going, huh? Put it another way, some sounds and possibly some sights- actually trigger a really unusual sensation in people where they feel like, as one one woman described it, um, kind of like sparkles or fireworks going off in your head, on your scalp. The strongest one, and this is really, really significant mm-hmm. too, the strongest version of an ASMR experience will leave you feeling exhausted and pleasantly tired, satisfied, mm-hmm. she said. Like, you're just... Like you just had some sort of climax mm-hmm. of, of sorts, right? Yeah. But we want to point out, and we'll get into it more later, it, this is not for the vast majority of people who experience this. This is not um, sexual in any way. It's sensual, but it's not sexual. It's something entirely different. And it's also not what's called frisson, right. which is getting the chills when you hear like an amazing piece of music or yeah. something really incredible is happening. It's called aesthetic chills, any kind of like mm-hmm. art. Right. That'll give you the chill bumps. So it's not that. No. And it's not sexual. It's its own thing that we're just now starting to realize is its own thing. Yeah. And it's pretty new as far as people talking about it and trying to define it. Um, obviously, if this is a a real thing that it, it has been around forever, most likely, but no one ever knew, you know, maybe someone in the 17th century was like, whenever they got whispered to, mm-hmm. they got a head tingle. Sure. And maybe back then, they, their response might have been to turn around and, like, bludgeon somebody with a, you know. If it was you. <laughs> if you have maybe, ASMR, you turn around and you, then. like, hug them and I say, like, thank you for that. <laughs> back then, they may not have wanted to relax. Like, this is making me feel relaxed. I must kill. I see. You, you got to stay I mean? on the edge like Al Pacino in Heat. Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, but that 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 grouping of words is very recent. A woman named Jennifer Allen um, she she coined the term. She is the person that made up those words. After yeah, after about a decade of looking for other people who experienced ASMR, what would come to be called ASMR, mm-hmm. um, I guess were it not for the internet, people would still be walking around absolutely either assuming that everybody experiences this mm-hmm. and not talking about it, or thinking that they were the only one and not talking about it. And were it not for Jennifer Allen, it might have. We still might not be talking about it, but she sought out some other people who are experiencing this because she recognized it as unusual, yeah. and she found a thread on a forum called Steady Health, mm-hmm. and there were people talking about. It. She said, "Hey, let's move this to Facebook." That's what people do these days because that's a non-judgmental place where everybody can get <laughs> along. So let's just create a Facebook page. So she did in 2010, and she, I think that year or the next year, came up with this term. Uh, autonomous sensory meridian response. Sounds good. Totally made up. <laughs> yeah. 
Completely made up. But every scientific term is made up at one point by somebody. Normally by scientists. Yeah. She is a cybersecurity expert. Yeah. Which is fine. Like See, she, she's like, an expert. Like she did it to um, to basically give it credence yeah. enough so that people could start talking about it without without it being like just some weird fringy thing. She was trying to start a legitimate conversation. So it worked like a charm. It's a good name. I mean, that's what scientists call it now. Right. They're like, totally. all right, it's good enough. Yeah. Like she definitely secured her place in history as the, yeah. the person who <laughs> coined the term autonomous sensory meridian response. So uh, – all right. I guess let's talk about it. It's it's a very personal experience for people. Mm. Um, no one, no two people will experience the same feeling or from the same triggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this one guy um, from the BBC. They were talking about how, like, why is it, why are we hearing about this now? And you're exactly right. It's because of the internet. Yeah. Even a very small um, percentage of the population that might experience something like this Collected on a Facebook site mm-hmm. or on YouTube mm-hmm. seems all of a sudden like a lot of folks. And it is a lot of folks. Yeah, it but is. But not compared to the population at large. Right. So proportionately speaking, this seems to be – it seems to be just a very small proportion of of people in general who experience yeah. ASMR. Like I don't – you experienced anti-ASMR apparently. Jerry, you? Jerry ASMR? No, no. no. <laughs> she did the head cut off thing too. But there are people out there. I'm, I guarantee there are people out there listening right now who are like, oh, I've heard of this, but I've never tried it, who will go try it and find out that they actually do experience uh-huh. ASMR and will probably email us and be like, thank you <laughs> so much for introducing me to that. Jerry's reaction, though, <laughs> does it seem more like, uh, don't bother me with this right now, unless mm-hmm. like, no, I have tried it and not experienced it. Yes. <laughs> it was a... Please just keep podcasting. Right. Guys. It was a I'm meaning God knows what <laughs> sign. Continue. Um, so the uh, the writer of this article um, got it a little bit wrong here uh, in that they said it's not something that just randomly randomly happens in your daily life, these sounds. That is not true at all. They absolutely happen in everyday life, and that's how people know that they get this response. Right. And then the ASM artists, uh, the people on YouTube that actually perform, is that what you would say? Oh, yeah. They they replicate these sounds that you do hear in everyday life yeah. that give you these triggers. So you don't have to go to the barber and get a scalp massage <laughs> every day. You can just go on to YouTube and get the same effect. Yeah, like you may have just... You may be in your break room and you hear someone tapping on a, a glass bottle. And all of a sudden your scalp just explodes Maybe so. and tingles, goes down your neck, into your shoulders, down your spine, uh-huh. and you are met with a feeling of euphoric meditation yes. and relief. And then everyone in the break room is like, geez, Gary. Um, you got a little drool coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Where did you go? Right. Uh, and then Gary can go home and just watch videos of Zoe Kravitz doing it in a Super Bowl commercial. So let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about YouTube and how it's completely opened up the ASMR community, okay? Let's do it. All right, Chuck. Yeah. Um, so, like we said, without the internet, 
we might not have a name for this. We might not be talking about Never. it right now. And definitely without, Well, we wouldn't even have a podcast, so sure. That's true. <laughs> We'd be out on the street corner being like, here, read this. Um, the, uh, the Without YouTube, though, ASMR would would not be anywhere yeah. like where it is right now. For because sure. Because it allows anybody to, to make an ASMR video. And mm-hmm. honestly, anybody with a decent type mics and a mind to do it can make ASMR videos. And they have. I saw somewhere that there's something like 17 million yeah. ASMR videos on YouTube right now. Yeah, but I mean, I would disagree, though. You, you, There is some skill involved. Right. Like if I went to go make one, it would be terrible and not elicit any tingles. I didn't mean to diminish the skill involved. I meant to say like because YouTube democratizing uh, oh, sure. uh, entry to like performance yeah. to people you've never even met. I gotcha. That's, uh, that's opened the door for ASMR. Yeah, anyone with a, a skill for doing so can oh, do so. Oh, yeah, or a desire to. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but it does take skill. I, yeah. I think so. Yeah, you can't just be like, you, you can't just shout all of a sudden or like lunge at people <laughs> at the camera. What are you wearing? Right. You're like, no, that's yeah. not ASMR. Like maybe like sharpening a <laughs> knife on a stone while you're staring into the camera. That'd probably not help. No, that's a different YouTube channel. Right, it is. But I'll bet it's out there. Um, and there is, it's not just YouTube. Uh, obviously, if you go to any of the audio, um, there are probably ASMR podcasts. I'm sure there are a ton of them. But SoundCloud and all these other places aggregate mm-hmm. uh, sound files. There are tens of thousands of them. Yes. And um, they are extraordinarily varied in what, what they are, what you're going to see, what you're going to hear. I saw yeah. one that was um, it's pretty great. It was a woman eating Taco Bell, uh-huh. no talking, yeah, just strictly eating Taco Bell. But it was cute. Like she comes along and she's like, and, like, makes this face like, oh, a table full of Taco Bell. <laughs> and just starts proceeding to, like, unwrap it and eat it. And then the real kicker, and this is what made it ASMR-y as heck, mm-hmm. um, the, the, her throat was mic'd. So not only did you hear the crunch of the taco, <laughs> you heard the chewing like there was a mic in her mouth. And then you heard the gulping from the swallow every bite. That's a weird ASMR video, though. Usually they're not like that. This was ASMR. Because that's a, I mean, there is another, what's the disorder, not disorder, but what's the condition people can misophonia? have? Misophonia? Yeah, like that's a misophoniac nightmare. It set off a misophoniac. Yeah, that, this that's This is strange. not for them. Because usually it's some sort of a soothing sound, not the the gullet washing down cheap beef. But no, I've seen <laughs> <laughs> rainforest fed beef. Um, I've seen other ones where it's like uh, it was a girl drinking like from a half-gallon bottle of water with a, a lav mic up against her throat, and it was just gulp, 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 gulp. Like that is a thing on ASMR. I know, but just might because be it's on YouTube, does that mean like would the real ASMR like – I guess you could call them experts. Mm-hmm. Would they say, "Yeah, that's ASMR," or would they say, "No, that's someone that just threw that tag up there. That has nothing to do with it." You know. I think what they would say is, from what we understand about ASMR now, who knows? That <laughs> is probably something that could trigger an ASMR experience in somebody. Ergo, it's ASMR. Hmm. It's that wide and varied, which we'll get to an explanation for that at the end, the big reveal, okay? Okay. But if you go onto YouTube, there's a bunch of um, different variety to it. There's also some through lines that you're going to see or hear in just about any ASMR video, though. Yeah, whispers, like we've talked about, Mm -hmm. uh, binaural recording, which is 
that's the one part of it I do like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy binaural recordings and being able to hear, you know, and they always recommend headphones. Oh, yeah. For Good ASMR. ones. Better, the best headphones you can afford. Yeah, but to hear, uh, I mean, it's why I love the Beatles so much. Like to hear sound going from left to right. Mm-hmm is pleasing to me. Hearing a good slide whistle <laughs> go all the way through your skull. Uh, fingers tapping, crisp sounds, that's a big one. Yeah, like scissors. Yeah. That's one. There's a lot of barbershop stuff. Uh, this one lady I watched was doing this thing. Right. And she would do it in the left and then the right. Yeah. And I just wanted to throw my computer out the window. Yeah, because that's another thing, too. Like, very frequently, it's just a person, Uh typically a woman, also typically wearing, like, a low-cut shirt. Yeah, we'll get into that, too. Okay. Um, And the the mics. Mm -hmm. And they're not trying to hide that she, like, she's playing with the mic, like, maybe, like, tapping it Mm -hmm. or doing what you were just doing into it or rubbing it or something like that, creating sounds. Mm Or talking into it, soothing, whispering, words of affirmation, yeah. calming words. That part makes a little more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the point is, is that it's a binaural, binaural recording. So it's like 3D stereo. So it sounds like you're right there, like yeah. it's being spoken right into your ear. Mm-hmm. And there'll some very frequently be a mic for each ear. And she will go, or he, there are some guy ASMR channels. Sure. Go from mic to mic and ear to ear. So it's pretty interesting to watch because it's like you you get to see how the sausage is made, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which is unusual. You'd think it would just be just podcasting. like oh, just, just sound. the sounds. But I think from, from what I understand, that's part of it. Seeing like the fingers like move like that, um, like just kind of tapping mm-hmm. in a certain way is kind of meditative and relaxing. Well, the, uh, like I mentioned before the break, Zoe Kravitz, um, it was a very big deal. A Super Bowl commercial put it on the map more than ever before because all of a sudden, you know, uh, I don't know however many hundred or million people watch the Super Bowl, but a lot of people that have no idea what this is right. were exposed to it for the first time yeah. with Zoe Kravitz on a at a desk on a mountaintop tapping on a beer bottle and pouring a beer and speaking into the left and right mics. Mm-hmm. And I think the reaction by a lot of folks that know what the deal is is like, oh, interesting. They put ASMR on the Super Bowl or the big game, and then 90% <laughs> of the people were like, what in the heck is that girl doing? <laughs> I wonder if anyone was triggered by it. Well, pro- I assume so. There were probably a lot of dudes in their recliners that were like, I don't know what's happening. Right. It's kind of like finding out you get seizures by watching that one episode of Pokemon. <laughs> right. You know? Good time to, to realize that. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple other um, things you'll find too, especially like um, role-playing. You'll see role-playing a lot in oh, yeah? these videos. Yeah. Well, the one lady I saw looked like she was <clears throat> sort of performing as a nurse might. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that counts as role playing. Was that um, uh, Maria from Gent- Whisp- uh, Gentle Whispering? Maybe they kind of all ran together for me. So she is the like the the most popular uh-huh. ASMR artist or ASM artist uh-huh. around. I think she has like one like one point six million subscribers. That's great. Um, Good for her. And she does a lot of role playing where she will pretend. And it's not just her. There's others that do this too. But rather than just sitting there messing with a mic or something, she's got like a whole little set 
where it looks like you are getting an eye exam in an op- optometrist's office. Yeah. And but the optometrist is whispering to you the whole time and is telling you how great you're doing at this eye exam. You're doing so good. It's so strange um, to me. This is, <laughs> let's, let's see how these fit. And here's another thing about role playing too. Uh-huh. Is it's meant to be POV. So the camera yeah. is your eyes. So the uh, the ASM artist will be messing like around the camera, like putting the glasses. Like they're tr- they're yeah. putting them on you, so they're whispering mm-hmm. and they're touching you lightly, and they're they're speaking words of like encouragement and affirmation to you. And this supposedly is like the big one. This is the ones that like that that make it feel like it's fireworks and make people feel like satisfied afterward, like from this w- wave of euphoria wash over them. See, I see that and listen to it, and I think I'm running out of that optometrist's office as fast as my little legs can carry well, that's, me. Well, that's the hilarious thing. Like, if you step back and imagine, like, an <laughs> actual real-world right. experience like this, you'd be uh-huh. like, are, is there something wrong with you? Yeah, it's like, why are you whispering, dude? But that's, yeah, but apparently if you experience ASMR, yeah, sure. that would be your dream. Like, oh, my God, a real eye exam where they clinician. whisper and yeah. tell me how good these glasses look on me while they're just kind of messing with my sideburns a little bit. Oh, so interesting. It um, is very interesting. It, it is all generally intended to relax someone mm-hmm. uh, and introduce what's known as a state of flow, which is, you know, you've heard about artists and uh, musicians and creative. LeBron. Yeah, sure. Athletes getting in that state of flow where it's almost like. A, it's really just LeBron. Kind of like, <laughs> like a runner's high maybe. Yeah. Where. Uh, or if you're creative, things are just. You've opened yourself up and you're channeling creative energy. The cross hatching's just coming right out of your pencil. <laughs> That's just, And I'm not making fun of that. I've, I've gotten into states of flow for sure. Creatively. I know. Gosh, it'd be so neat to be able to just trigger that or bring it on like automatically oh, sure. without thinking. Well, I think that's why a lot of artists, <clears throat> like they try to get that through drugs and alcohol. And, yeah, but and that's, that's a that's a blind alley, friend. Yeah, it is. So um, might get you through for a little while, but it's a yeah. dead end street. And really, it's not gonna it's not gonna bring on the flow. It's gonna it's gonna mislead you because you'll think you're in the zone playing amazingly, and all anybody's hearing is like beep 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 beep, <laughs> and you're not supposed to be playing like that. So stay off the drugs. Uh, I guess we should talk a little bit more about the you know when you said they might be wearing low cut shirts and the whole sex thing. Well, a lot of people see that, then see the whispering and the touching, and they're like, oh well, this is porn of some sort, obviously. Yeah, like it's. I've I watched a few of the videos, and again, it's not like like anyone like you mm-hmm. said anyone can put something up there. So, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some ASM artists that maybe to get more views might try and be more sexually tantalizing. But like, there are all kinds of videos out there, and all kinds of people watching them. Some people may not feel anything sexual at all, and it's only sensual. Most people, most people, some people may masturbate to an ASMR video. Apparently, five percent of them do. Uh, well, I guess so. But for the the vast majority of them, the vast majority of people who experience ASMR, they say no, I it's not for sex. It's it has nothing to do with sex. It's something totally different, and um, it's just not sexual. So it's um, intimate. There's no getting around that. Yeah, I and mean that's sensual. that's a huge part of the whole experience is that it's super intimate, and that yeah. may be what triggers the whole thing is that that 
a threshold of of intimacy is met and then crossed, uh-huh. and then there goes your fireworks in your skull, right? Um, I wonder how this affects a relationship, though. Like, I don't know if someone came home and their husband had a an ongoing everyday thing with this woman on YouTube mm-hmm. where she was stroking the camera lens and whispering in his ear. Right. I don't know. I could see people. I could see someone turning to their their spouse or loved one and being like, hey, <laughs> right. that's not too cool. Yeah. You want someone to whisper in your ear? I'll do it. I'm supposed to do the whispering. Maybe. Me. I mean, I could see it causing problems. I would guess it would have this, it'd follow along the same lines of like whatever problems pornography would cause, you know? I mean, maybe even not because it is intimate. I could see somebody being like, I'm okay with the porn, but not the POV intimacy of the <laughs> ASMR. I don't know what, what kind of things it would I could see it causing yeah. problems here or there. I mean, I didn't even see that raised in any article I read. I was just kind of curious. Well, you just raised it. Yeah. But for the most part, I guess what we're trying to say is if you're an outsider looking in and you think this is just porn or some sort of weird sexual fetish thing, that's not the case for almost all people who are watching these videos. It's not what it is. Yeah, those are the same people who think like, you know, every massage is that kind of massage. Right. Like, well, no, massage is to relax your body and to heal your body. I think also one of the, the reasons why there is um, great misunderstanding is because of the use of terms like brain orgasm. Sure. Or some people call it whisper porn. <laughs> and so people <laughs> are just kind of, yeah. they're kind of misunderstanding the lingo a little bit. That doesn't automatically mean sex. It's internet lingo. Well, yeah, and there are all kinds of either articles or YouTube collections where it's like, Top five hottest ASMR chicks. Right. That certainly doesn't help their case. Also, the other thing is uh, a lot of the comments will be like— Oh, yeah. It's YouTube. Super. Yeah, exactly. But um, it's it's possible and even likely that these aren't actually people experiencing ASMR. They're just going through YouTube looking for videos of women with low-cut shirts looking into the camera. Yeah, and it's YouTube, and they objectify women in every way possible because you can post a video of a— a talented um, young woman playing the violin. Right. And half the comments will be about her appearance. YouTube does have a reputation for that. Yeah. And rightly earned. Should we take another break? Let's take another break, man. All right. All right, Chuck, so... Should we talk about science? Yeah, let's do a little science talk. There's not Um, much on it. No, the first actual peer-reviewed study of ASMR um, was published as recently as 2015 from Swansea University, or Swansea. Do you know how to say that? I don't know. I've always said Swansea, but I just realized I could be wrong. So let's say... Where is that? I I believe it's in the UK. okay. Um, So let's just say Dorchestershire. Sure. Um, they did a peer, well, a couple of uh, researchers, Barat and Davis, did a, a, a survey of ASMR experiencers, experiencers, and um, just tried to at least do the f- most basic foundational groundwork of describing. That's where it. they're at, you right? Know. Um, and they did a pretty good job too. You see this re- referenced a lot. Not a lot of criticisms of it, but they uh, found, I think, like f- a, a few hundred. I can't find the number right now, but they there it was a decent population size of people who experience ASMR, mm-hmm. and they said, "Well, why do you do this? 
like, what do you get out of this is I, probably the question they asked first. Mm. And then what's what, your problem? What triggers <laughs> this, right? Yeah. And um, they found that 98% of people who watch ASMR videos seek out these experiences on YouTube, mm. do it for relaxation. That's almost everybody. Yeah, which says a lot because, again, when you think of this um, from an outsider's view, you're like, oh, it's arousing, it's it's titillating, it, it puts you on edge, like, you know, when you hear a music crescendo or something like that. Apparently, it doesn't do that. It gives you tingles, but it also is meditative and relaxing, which mm-hmm. is, I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's really its own thing. So it's very relaxing afterwards. What or do you during. like during massage? Do you relax? I don't get massages. Uh, at all? I'm too high strung for that. Okay. Yeah. I don't get them much at all either. Uh, and I find that I can I can generally kind of go there and just like super relax. But there's always a bit of shame and embarrassment for me, which is just dumb. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's no That's no just shame in holdover that. stuff from my, my churchy upbringing. Sure. You know? Yeah. But you, you can't even go there. No. <laughs> I don't even open that door. They're like, sir, the... The heavy wire cable running down your spine is... <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> I much. can't seem to to tweak it. <laughs> yeah. But what was the point of that question? Well, I was just kind of curious because hearing how you re- about feel about ASMR... Oh, yeah. I was like just wondering if you have trouble with any kind of relaxing experience. I have trouble with all of the relaxing experiences. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um yeah, I'm a little high strung, you know. Well, that. no, I know that. I was just, I you didn't just know. wanted me to admit it on mic. No, I wondered if there was anything. If you were like, yeah, but I do like a good foot massage. Those are nice. Like treat oh, your feet. Okay, there you go. I am, in, I am in for those. But every once in a while, you'll get one in that like it's the real deal, where they dig in mm-hmm. to the arch of your foot, and their thumb basically goes up to your knee. It yeah. feels like, and it hurts. Oh, yeah. And it's like a <laughs> suffering kind of hurt, like like your fingernail being bent back, like uh-huh. bad hurt. Yeah. And uh, so I haven't been back since. Okay. So, yeah, no, I don't relax, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Hot tubs? They're, they're kind of germy, really. So, no. What about just floating in a pool? Have you ever been in a relaxation tank? No, that's what I was wondering. That I've done that a couple of times. I can see it, that being really neat because it's dark and it's private. There was one experience. I, I guess I've done it twice. Mm-hmm. Both times you just completely lose track of time. Yeah, like I want to do this. It's really neat, Chuck. Yeah. Um, and the first time, I got I lost sensation in my body uh-huh. down to my central nervous system. Wow. So in the water. All I could feel floating was my brain, uh-huh. my spinal cord, <laughs> oh, wow. and some of the major peripheral nerves coming off of my spinal cord. That was all of my body that uh-huh. I could feel at that point. Everything else had just melted into the water and into the darkness because it is the darkness is complete. There's no light, yeah. not even a chance for light to come in. It mm. just doesn't exist there. Um, and the, the sounds are just, you're just in your own world. It's amazing. Yeah, see there? Yeah. All right. I guess I need to get one of those at yeah, my house. Buy one. Sure. Just take out a HELOC. Right. And uh, and throw down some money. Right. <laughs> How much are those? Do you know? Uh, I would guess like yeah, a, a few thousand dollars probably. Oh, I was thinking over 10. I have no a idea. A million dollars. <laughs> it might as well be. Uh, so let's get back to this study. <clears throat> that was a long sidetrack. So 98% for relaxation, 82% to help them sleep, 70% to deal with stress. So you see a through line here. Um, and then they looked at the most common triggers, uh, analysis of responses found four prominent categories, 
experience each one by over 50%. Right. So whispering at 75%. Yeah. Personal attention at 69. That's a big deal, it seems like. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to that in a second because there are a lot of people that think that has a lot to do with this. Those people that may not get the kind of intimacy and attention they need. Mm-hmm, like there's a separate track of people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Crisp sounds. Have you ever had a coffee crisp candy bar? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, man. Good? Yeah. They have them in Canada. I think you can get them at like a, like a world market. Okay. Get one. Yeah? I'm going to get you one. You're going to love it. All right. Okay. I like coffee uh, stuff. You're going to love it, Chuck. Uh, and then slow movement. So that would be a visual cue, 53%. Like folding towels, repetitive <laughs> stuff. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Uh, yeah. I like repetitive things because I love those... Uh, I've talked a lot about the uh, like how it's made shows to show yes. like the repetitive industrial processes. Yes. I think that's like an ASMR show. All right, maybe, but I don't get the tingle. It just relaxes me. Right, and some people do. There's a lot of people who report feeling relaxed from ASMR mm-hmm. videos, even though they don't have the full experience where they get like the brain orgasm or anything like that. Right, but it still is potentially relaxing, and part of it is because they're designed to be relaxing. The whispering, the, sure. the the gentle movements, the like uh, like all of that stuff. It's it's designed to relax you. Yeah, I found another study from the University of Sheffield that um, that's a Worcestershire. Sure. Yeah, they they got people that uh, were verified ASMR experiencers, and then people that were not. Um, they they did a bunch of studies, uh, mainly about their heart rate, and they found that people who did experience a- ASMR. Mm-hmm. Um, they did have a reduced heartbeat by about 3.2 beats per minute. But then they said it was no more than other stress reduction techniques like mindfulness or music. Hmm. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're still getting the experience of being relaxed out of it. Yeah. Without listening to music or being mindful or anything like that. Right. So, great. But it still doesn't explain the brain orgasm. Right. Which, if that's not cool to call it that anymore, I apologize, everybody. <laughs> um, they Some people might have thought early on that it um, might be uh, comorbid, I guess, with synesthesia, which we've talked about. But then they found that that's probably not the case. Well, I saw that they think it's because people in, this, in these surveys um, don't report synesthesia anywhere beyond the normal amount that you'd expect to find in a population that size. Right. But they think it's it's still possible it's a different type of synesthesia. Oh, really? Rather than the kind where you taste colors mm-hmm. or hear numbers, they think this is sound emotion synesthesia possibly. So okay. a sound makes you feel an emotion in this case. It's still a little weak. One guy named, um, uh, he's a neurologist at Yale, Stephen Novella. Uh-huh. Back in 2012, he suggested that maybe it was little seizures or... Not Little Caesars, uh-huh. which, by the way, <laughs> pizza, they're, pizza. they're pretzel crust pizzas back, everybody. Um, or it's just, quote, oh, just a way of activating the pleasure response. It seems to be more than that. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that it only works with some people also makes the whole thing pretty remarkable, too. So, of course, because this is clearly happening in the brain, they stuck people in the wonder machine, pressed start, and looked to see what happened. Yeah, and this one was interesting because... Mm. One of the big findings, you know you're starting off with a new sort of scientific study when your big first finding from an fMRI machine is, well, um, people can experience it while in this machine. Right. (laughs) Like it's not so distracting 
uh, this machine isn't so distracting that they that messes up their experience entirely. Well, what's funny, that's the second one. The first study, they didn't even try. They're like, well, you can experience ASMR. Let's just have a look at your brain. Oh, without even... Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, this will be too distracting. So that second study was kind of, in a way, they're, that's the level that they're at now is they're like, just, here's this finding. Like, you can find almost literally anything new, and it's a contribution to the field at this point. Yeah. The science on it is so incomplete now. Yeah. Uh, the other finding they found was that the brain regions similar to those, you know, we talked about, what is it, frisson? Frisson. frisson. Yeah. Frisson. Is it, is it French? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't look French. It looks made up French. I know. I wanted to say frisson. So did I. I'm a dummy. No, I did too. Yeah. And I, but I went, I, I did, I you went checked? the extra mile, <laughs> pressed the little microphone speaker thing on frisson. Google and it went frisson. So the uh, brain regions similar to those activated during Frisson <laughs> were also activated with ASMR, but ASMR triggered activity in the prefrontal cortex that uh, during Frisson is suppressed. I didn't see that was suppressed in Frisson. Really? Yeah. So is this bogus? I think the prefrontal cortex thing being suppressed is bogus, hmm. but they're not the same thing. I think that was the point of that study is they're like, this isn't the same thing. Gotcha. It's similar, but it's not the same thing. All right. And the the Frisson um, explanation I saw, we know a lot more about Frisson because we've known about it longer, but it's, it activates a bunch of different parts of your reward pathways yeah. that are involved in like assessing the rewards and stuff like that, and re releasing dopamine, right? right. Um, it also, like, activates the electrical conductivity in your skin, which accounts for the chills. Sure. But the explanation for Frisson that I saw is that your brain's pattern recognition is interrupted. Like, it's predicting what's coming next, and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden the music crescendos, or it changes tempo, right. or some big emotion happens, and your brain wasn't expecting it. So That's the opposite of ASMR almost. Pretty much. And then the other part of it is that you are empathetically connecting with the musician or the filmmaker, whoever, right. who encapsulated the emotion mm -hmm. that you're interacting with through the movie or the music or whatever. Yeah, this seems really different because this seems to be almost unemotional in a lot of ways mm -hmm. and super repetitive. Mm -hmm. Not like there is no crescendo. I think the whole point is that sort of low, droney, repetitive thing. Right. Like like with Frisson, it's like um, – it's like – Jennifer Grey running up and being picked up by Patrick Swayze in that part in, in Dirty Dancing. Yeah. That's well, free song. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas ASMR is just being knocked over with a feather. Right. I think that's the difference. One of the ASM artists was, her name was Heather Feather. Oh, that's a great name. Yeah, I don't think it's her given name. Oh. Uh, that would be a, a good, uh, maybe, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe she was born to do it. Maybe her parents couldn't have cared less how she was going to turn out. So the the final thing they did find out from the fMRI study though, that was pretty interesting, uh, I don't want to make it seem like I was making fun of it, but they did find a strong connection there uh, from the study, similar brain regions being activated as during close personal bonding experiences with mammalian grooming behavior. This to me is the explanation. Yeah, it all goes back to that childhood uh, soothing, like soothing the baby, right? Right. That's that seems to be the explanation for it. That people are um, have figured out a way to mimic affiliative behaviors that we are innately wired to respond to, mm -hmm. and that in some people it can be triggered 
just by video and sound. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have played brown noise in my daughter's room since she was born. Mm -hmm. And they say that because, you know, noises like that make them feel like they're in the womb still. Oh, neat. And it can be comforting and relaxing. Yeah. And we've always done it. We use a sound machine in our room. Right. Uh, It's usually waves or brown noise. Right. Like one of those two things. Right. I like a nice creek every now and then <laughs> or rainstorm or it's like 3 a.m <laughs> but the, they're these are called affiliative behaviors yeah uh, and that is very important when in infancy and young adulthood to or any point well yeah it's but how it we helps bond you, with one yeah it helps you form those bonds which obviously when you're a baby are going to be happening all over the place yeah so they think that that Somehow, these videos through the the calmness, the whisperingness, but also the intimacy of it, yeah, and the um, the appearance that you're being touched lightly and you're being kind of cooed at and mm-hmm. um, um, in, in affirmative words and encouragement and all that stuff that it's triggering that reaction mm-hmm. right in the brain. And that is what ASMR is. That it's a it's an extreme reaction to a mimicked affiliative behavior. Yeah, and I when I read that, it sort of clicked, and then I wanted to see more studies on, like, um, different, from a more varied types of people that are, like, categorized. Like, I would like to see people take these tests that were not nurtured as children, maybe, uh-huh. and maybe that means they would have a really strong response to ASMR, or maybe not at all. Right. That's the thing. It's like, so why why just a segment of the population does this work in, right? That's a big arrow pointing at, we need further research here. Like, it yeah. does exist. We've established that. But why wouldn't it exist for everybody? And then why does it exist in the people who it does exist in? Mm-hmm. And then also, why are some people just completely turned off by it to the point where, like, you just want yeah. to pull your earbuds out, you know? And then maybe yeah. you also pull off your ears for good measure. <laughs> and then why some people might be thinking, why even put a lot of work into studying this? It's because it could be, like, a good therapy for some people. It could yes. be therapy for anxiety, PTSD, uh-huh. anxiety, depression. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people self-report um, overcoming insomnia, sure, chronic pain, yeah, yeah, depression, anxiety, like you said, like it literally alters their mood. Yeah, not like oh that was kind of neat. Like oh I don't feel anywhere near as depressed any longer, or I'm yeah. not anxious anymore. And so say what you will about it, if it's doing that for even one person, sure, keep it up, you know. Yeah. But if it's doing that for a whole segment of people. Well, that's great. I mean, we'll let's figure that out, and then we can figure out a way to hijack it and use it to treat other people. Yeah, I think part of my th- aversion too, besides the whispering, was <clears throat> I felt kind of silly sitting in the office. And, well, yeah, and hearing this. Yeah, I think you're supposed to. It's supposed to be more private than that. Right? Probably so. Maybe yeah. I'll give it a shot later in, yeah. the, in a dark room. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you want to know more about ASMR, friends. Go out on the internet, write in ASMR to the the search bar of your favorite search engine, and it will introduce you to a brand new world. And since I said that, it's time for listener mail. All right, I'm going to call this uh, Tahoe Tessie. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. I was listening to Loch Ness Monster episode and was reminded a lot of uh, Lake Tahoe. Thought you'd be interested in some of the similarities. I grew up in the Carson Valley area Mm -hmm. in Nevada. Yeah. Right next to Tahoe. Tahoe actually has its own legend, Tahoe Tessie. Really original, guys. There used to be a museum, but it closed now. 
And Tessie isn't much more than a silly little local legend. Surprise, surprise. It brought in $13 in tourist <laughs> income last year. I think the lake itself is more interesting, though. Uh, Chuck shuddered at the thought of a 900-foot deep lake. The deepest parts of Tahoe, though, uh, are over 1,600 feet deep. I've heard about this. You're crazy? I can't wait to, to fill in the blanks that this guy leaves open. <laughs> the lake in the Sierra Nevada sits at uh, 6,225 feet in elevation, while the elevation of my hometown is 4724. Wow. Uh, that means that the lake has spots that are 145 feet deeper than the valley next to it. Wow. Uh, thanks for all you guys do. I've seen you the past three years in a row in Seattle. And I always have a great time. Awesome. Yeah, that is from Evan Hughes. Thanks, Evan, for making that trip, my yeah. friend. Yeah, we'll see you next year. We love going to Seattle every January. We'll be we'll there. Keep it up. Yeah. That's right. So if this is the same lake that I'm thinking of, and I believe it is, it is also very, very cold. So if you die in this lake, it can preserve you for a long time. It's so much so that they found a diver who had been missing for 12 years, uh-huh. who drowned in that lake. Uh-huh. 12 years later, they were still able to give him an autopsy and determine his cause of death because the lake had preserved him that much. And there's rumors that there's like old gangsters from the 30s who are still like wearing their clothes and like cement shoes at the oh, bottom wow. of the lake. And uh-huh. Railroad workers from China who had died in the lake are right. still preserved in there. This is the local legend, but that diver is documented. They definitely were able to give him an autopsy after 12 years underwater. Yeah. That's how cold and oxygen, de- oxygen um, depleted it is because of the depths. They said, it turns out he drowned. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's it. Awesome. Tahoe. We should do a show on uh, oh, yeah. Lake Tahoe. Let's do it. Or uh, at Lake Tahoe. Okay. In Lake Tahoe. I don't know. I've thought about doing random shows at like weird places. Okay. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, Evan. If you want to get in touch with us, please do. Go onto the internet and search stuffyoushouldknow.com. Check out our social links. And uh, you can also send us an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 